of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we're converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain. Welcome home to this Labor Day edition of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted, as always, to be your source for one-stop shopping, common-sense conservatism. This is not complicated in any capacity, and I say it to you every single day. I am a mom. I come to you as a mom who is awake and aware and seeing some very interesting trends. And I believe it's very exciting, ladies and gentlemen, because I believe... It wasn't Donald Trump's mugshot that moved the needle, that moved the chains, that created this palpable, undeniable shift in momentum. It was the biggest political backfire, I believe, in American history to do one thing. And I'm going to tell you all about it in just a minute. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. You know, we start every show with that pledge because it is an honor in our minds and a tribute to our founding fathers, to the people who created the, ba- the best place the world has ever known. But the words are not just a memorized saying. Each one of them was purposefully selected and woven into that oath, that pledge, for a reason. And I believe the greatest political backfire in our nation's history was the attempt by the left, the uniparty, the empire, whatever it is, to demonize MAGA. To to take the idea that you are for American greatness and to try to twist it into some negative moniker was the greatest offense after so many offenses to us, yes? And think about the people who said it, who used MAGA in the pejorative, who used that, that acronym as a negative to pigeonhole you into a category that should be disregarded, into a category of some semblance of extremism, a threat. 
How dare they? <laughs> right? Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Hillary Clinton, Anthony Blinken, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Maxine Waters, all of them have used MAGA in such an inappropriate and obvious way that now blacks and Hispanics and people who are independent are awakening and using MAGA as the battle cry of our republic. This is the new battle hymn for today's day and age. MAGA. They're wearing it on their clothes. The American flag is making a comeback. They're weaving it into their music, rap and otherwise. It is spreading through the inner cities. There is an awakening. And it is invigorating. And it is to be celebrated on this day, which was established to celebrate union work and historically, if we're being accurate, as a push for reduced hours among the quote-unquote laboring. Today is about celebrating this work, this work of actually making America great again. Because it crosses every divide. It is the bridge from one to another, from left to right, from gay to straight, from rich to poor, Democrat to Republican. And there is a crossover. The bridge is open. And people are finding it. And they're embarking on a journey across it. Because at the end of that bridge is that country that we love, whose words are baked into that pledge of our allegiance. And, and I just want to go over this idea that language, once you can control language, you can control a narrative. And they tried that by taking Make America Great Again and trying to lump it in with one man as though he had created it, erroneously, of course, not knowing that it was MAGA that gave birth to that man. And the two are inseparable. They are indistinguishable. They are one. And it is growing. Remember what they said to you. Whenever you ask, when you use words that push back against the narrative, and you ask why, you're not allowed to ask why when you live in tyranny. You are not allowed to ask why when you have a corrupt government who has to suppress your questions and the answers, more importantly, by controlling the information. If you asked why, why were there so many inconsistencies in so many cities on that election night in 2020 and also in 2022, you're an election denier. You embrace the big lie. If you ask questions about January 6th, what really happened? 
and you you understand that it was a gathering of a million people who love America who were infiltrated by nefarious actors and you ask why you are an insurrectionist you are a threat to democracy if you ask questions about a virus about where it came from about this mRNA gene scrambler supposedly to protect you from it and you want answers they put you down and they tell you that you are anti-vax you are anti-science if you question the insanity about all things LGBT you are a homophobe if you ask questions about any kind of scientific consensus regarding this climate disaster nonsense this green climate agenda. You're a flat earther. You're a, a climate change denier. If you ask about why aren't we doing term limits, I, I want to talk about the competence of our aged and clearly unwell representatives. You are demonized as an ableist. If you ask what's really going on in Ukraine, where's our money going? You're called a Putin puppet when you're curious about what's going on in your child's classroom. You're called a domestic terrorist. If you believe in the sanctity of life and you support that and you, you sidewalk preach about that, you're called a right-wing extremist. If you question why the borders are open, why so many people from 140 different countries who are not being vetted, nor are they vaccinated the way you're supposed to be when you ask about these things you are a nationalist you are a white supremacist and if you ever ask why the dems in charge always put america last they've tried to call you a maga extremist and they've relied on fact checkers funded by the machine and social media that is infiltrated by our CIA and our FBI and the mainstream media to silence any of our questions. But it was that final straw asking why you are always put last and you were called a MAGA extremist by an irate, clearly medically and mentally compromised president to call you extreme that said everything America needed to hear. And they heard. And they are rising. And they are pushing back. And I will tell you, this administration is absolutely terrified. They are terrified of you. They are terrified of what is coming. We understand the House is now going to be talking when they convene next week, I believe, Senate back today, House next week from their August recess, moving along articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. There is a war room now, we understand, established at the White House to stop the bleed, but the death by a thousand cuts. There are not enough Band-Aids. There is not enough thread to stitch up the wound. There is not enough gauze to soak up the blood because it is coming. It has arrived. It is on their doorstep and it's called MAGA. I want to tell you about something very specific that I have been taking. It's called Magnesium Breakthrough. The company is called Bio Optimizers. 
Now, magnesium has a lot of calming benefits, and there are many different kinds of magnesium. Bio-optimizers, magnesium breakthrough, uses seven different kinds of magnesium. And what it does is it calms your mind. It settles you. So that when it's time for you to close your eyes and go to bed, you fall asleep. You stay asleep. And when you wake up, you wake up alert, rested, and ready to go. I've taken it for a month now. Brock, you just started it? I started it Friday. And? I have slept through the night. Well, one night, I don't know if I slept or passed out, but <laughs> I uh, I slept through the night. Like this morning, I woke up at 2.59. Uh, I went to bed at probably 9.30, 10 o'clock, and I felt rested. Ladies and gentlemen. It's and I slept through the night, which is the first time in a long time. Magbreakthrough.com forward slash bell. Get 10% off magbreakthrough.com forward slash bell. I can't tell you enough how I feel about this product because I'm seeing living results and now so is Brock. Do not go anywhere because when we come back, we've got to go out to, we're going to go out to Live Oak, Florida, where Joe Biden popped in over the weekend with his special podium. They brought it along, stuck it in Air Force One, Marine One, whatever he was in. And he took a question from a member of the media. Um, Can I just tell you, it was an epic failure, and it really is the jumping off point of today's program. We are back with that and so much more next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, I think the the thing that's overarching as we sift through all of the various video clips that we find every day. And we get to find music videos that people are putting together. And we have another fantastic one that's going to end the show. So please make sure you, you stay tuned or at least hop back in on hour number three of the podcast to pay attention. It's truly spectacular. There is a, a palpable cry out for authenticity, for this feeling that you matter to the people who serve us, right? And that that has to be rem- remembered and drilled home all the time. We are in charge. These people who stand up there at podiums think that they are, but they serve us. We are the ones that they serve our purposes according to our will, and it's, it's obvious that that's not what's been going on. And there's a huge disconnect there. And people are not stupid, specifically people who need help. Whether, whether you've been financially broken by Bidenomics and them beating their chest about this bipartisan wonderful realization that we can destroy America by bankrupting us through multiple trillions of dollars of spending that's totally unnecessary, Right. And then we're going to bring Republicans and Democrats together. Oh, look at what we've done for you. Well, the bottom line is it sucks. And you know that it sucks. But there are gradations of suffering. And I dare say being ignored would be perhaps the biggest insult to injury. And that is exactly what's happened to the the folks in East Palestine, Ohio. And while he was in Live Oak, Florida over the weekend, Joe Biden got a a question from a member of the media. 
look, you're here. You, you popped over to Maui to insult people. You still have not gone to the site of that toxic train derailment where people have lost everything and now their livelihoods and their lives dangle in the balance and their health. I want you to hear the feeble excuse mill of a man who's never been in charge. Go. I said in March that you would go to East Palestine, Ohio. You came here. How come you haven't gone to East Palestine yet? Well, I haven't had the occasion to go to East Palestine. There's a lot going on here, and I just haven't been able to break. I was thinking whether I'd go to East Palestine this week, but I then was reminded I've got to go literally around the world. I'm going from uh, from Washington to India to Vietnam, to, and so I, it's going to be a while. But uh, we're making sure that East Palestine has what they need materially in order to deal with their problems. You know, job number one, purpose number one, method number one of sincerity is know how to pronounce the place you're talking about. He's the president of the United States, allegedly. It is East Palestine. The reason why Joe Biden doesn't know that it's East Palestine is he does not care about the people in Ohio any more than he cares about the people who live or lived on Maui. Any more than he cares about the people who were who were in the crosshairs of Hurricane Adalia. Any more than he cares about any of you. East Palestine, he says. Insulting from a man who has been on vacation for 40% of his presidency. And you know what's intriguing about Joe Biden's scheduled days off is they they align, they coalesce with some pretty big moments in American history. You know, like when Kabul fell to the Taliban on August 15th of 2021 and 13 U.S. servicemen and women were killed. Well, yeah, Joe Biden was at Camp David for a six-day stay, and he stayed there. How about that tumble off of his bicycle in Rehoboth Beach? Well, that happened when the economy was going down into the crapper, when the Dow closed below 30,000 for the first time in a couple years, and when regular unleaded went to $5 a gallon. How about Russia's invasion? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was holed up in his Wilmington, Delaware home at that point. So... As we walk through this great American pushback and the brand that is MAGA and why they're running scared because they know they can't beat it. Just keep that in mind. Joe Biden just hasn't gotten around to it, hasn't found the time to visit the folks in East Palestine, Ohio. Don't go anywhere. Much more on the Wendy Bell Radio program, Gold Star Moms. Wow. Next. It shouldn't be difficult to be real. It, it shouldn't be difficult to not be political. It shouldn't be difficult to just care for one another, to go back to that golden rule. It should not be difficult. And yet it is so difficult. And it is infuriating how phony how fictitious everything that we've been put through in these last two and a half years has been. 
I believe nothing anymore. I don't believe science. I don't believe data. I don't believe the research. I don't believe people's intentions. I, I question everything. And I hope to fall for nothing. And, and that is a great objective. And it's particularly complicated when you're inundated by a premeditated, pre-written, calculated drama. And you find yourself an unwitting character in it because you are a pawn. And you realize ultimately somewhere along the line that you don't matter. If you've never sat down with a gold star family member, someone who has lost their son or their daughter or their husband or wife or their parent in battle. I'm not sure I can truly describe what I see when I stare into the eyes of one of the Gold Star moms I had the occasion to spend several hours with in my television career. To sit down and to listen because they say everything that you need to hear without you asking a question. And at its va very basic core level, when a part of your soul has been carved out and you are empty and you are reeling and you are gasping every day just to make it through, to be treated carefully and respectfully and kindly and authentically is not too much to ask. Joe Biden cannot do that. Joe Biden is not authentic. His entire persona is fictitious. And like this drama that we are pawns in, Joe Biden's entire political personality has been pre-calculated. It was set up, it was staged, and it was executed. To be at this point now, to be the face of highly destructive policies that he's not actually in charge of, but to hold the seat so that this country can be steadily dismantled. The people behind the curtain, there are many. But to be a mom and to lose a son or a daughter in something as preventable and dreadful as that withdrawal from Afghanistan, it demands a very special kind of tenderness. And it shouldn't be taught. Nobody should have to coach you on how to be because it should ooze out of you. Because that's what human beings do. These gold star moms sat down with Martha Raddatz on ABC News over the weekend. Now, this is remarkable on many levels. First, that ABC News gives a rip. Second, 
that Martha Raddatz is the one who's doing this story. Because this story is all about these Gold Star moms saying they had a very inauthentic experience with Joe Biden at the transfer of bodies where he was checking his watch. And they sit down with Martha Raddatz to explain what it was like when word of the explosion happened, where they were, what they felt, what it was like to hear the phone, what it was like to get the knock on the door, and then what it was like to be completely disregarded and dismissed by the President of the United States. Why is she talking about this now? Interesting. But I want you to hear what these women say because their story demands our attention. Their children were doing what less than 1% of this country does, serving. The first audio soundbite you're going to hear is a woman named Christy Shamlin. She is, in fact, the mother-in-law of Marine Corps Sergeant Nicole Gee. Her son, or rather, yes, her son is married, was married to Nicole Gee, who was one of the 13 U.S. service members killed in that botched withdrawal. And she opens the door with this story that will linger with you and should go. These Marines, just three of the 13 U.S. service members and more than 170 Afghans killed outside Abbey Gate on August 26th when a suicide bomber exploded in the crowd. Christy Shamblin was on vacation with Nicole's husband, her son Jared, also a Marine. As soon as we saw the news that 13 service members had been killed, he, he said to me, Mom, I have a very bad feeling. Um, and we stayed up that whole night waiting for our phone call that we, <clears throat> we knew was coming. Um, as soon, you know, as time wore on and we didn't hear from her, my son knew. Um, I was, I think, in shock or denial. Kelly Barnett is the mother of Marine Corps Staff Sergeant Darren Taylor Hoover. And she says she knew when the doorbell rang. Like Nicole's relatives, Taylor Hoover's, too, were gripped by fear. I t kept texting him, are you okay? Are you good? I had a horrible feeling. I had a three-hour uh, three drive back to my house. That hell of a drive home, I was sobbing. I knew something was wrong. Um, I could feel it. Um, I got home around 7 p.m. Doorbell rang. I, I, we don't, we're, nobody's allowed to use that door doorbell anymore um, and uh, I looked at my son-in-law and we both just dropped um, before we even looked at the door we knew I don't remember much more from that night but I remember that moment Coral Briseño the mother of Marine Corps Corporal Umberto Sanchez on her phone ringing and her begging please please don't let this be it go I went to sleep, but I cannot sleep. I was awake. And at 1.42, I hear my phone vibrating under my pillow. I didn't want to answer. It rings again. 
I wake up my husband and I said, they are calling again from California. And he said, you have to answer that call. I'm like, I'm not, you are gonna have to answer. And he's like, get up and answer that phone. And I give them my address and they said, we're gonna be there in a few minutes. So as soon as I went downstairs, I still have that, that hope that they were gonna say, your son got wounded and we have to take you somewhere. When I look at the window, I just told my husband and I said, please tell me that they are not full dress. And then he just shake his head. So this is something they will never stop living. The memory that's on continual rewind and play and rewind and play. But they say something very, I don't even know the word for it. They describe meeting Joe Biden as their dead sons and daughter-in-law come back home to America. And this is what they got from the man who we see with his ambivalence about East Palestine, his lack of care about Lahaina, et cetera, et cetera. This is their experience with Joe Biden that day it's incredible. Go. Days later, the remains of all 13 service members would arrive at Dover Air Base, greeted by President Biden. But these families say he offered little comfort. The administration didn't seem to know our story. They didn't seem to know Nicole's name, our names. Um, People from the military certainly knew our story, Nicole's name, our names, and that was expressed to us in a way that felt very genuine and loving. But when it came to the people in suits, it, it felt disingenuous and um, hollow. First, he called me Mrs. Lopez, and I was not Mrs. Lopez. And he just talked about his son and said how much he knows or he understands how do we feel because he lost his kid and he didn't feel. He didn't know how we feel because he was there with his son when he passed. We didn't have that privilege. We received our kids in a casket. I just feel so disrespectful by that man because it was all about him. We had decided as a family that we would um, not meet with the president. So we were actually in a, a room um, on the side. We had decided because strong opinions and then out on the, on the tarmac, it made it even worse. Um, the disrespect that we were shown with him checking his watch, um, not even looking at us, I, 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 it was just total disrespect. Someone screamed at President Biden, burn in hell. How's my daughter? Yes. And she meant it. Why am I sharing this with you today? They can, they can try to control this story. They can try to manipulate the language. They can try to tell you every single day that what they're doing is working that this is much better than you realize, that this is true leadership, that this is the new look for America. 
They can try, but you can feel. And there is no denying how America feels right now. There's just no denying it. I can't fathom what those parents are going through. I just can't. If the global pain relief industry, $80 billion industry, I mean, that's huge. Did you know that 50 billion of it is dedicated to pain relief? That's even bigger. Holy cow. People desperate because all of us, almost all of us as we progress in life are gonna have issues with our spine, our backs, our vertebrae, our discs, right? And if you have bulging or herniated discs in your back, you might think, oh my gosh, there's not enough pain medicine in the world to stop this. Well, there is a solution and it can work for you. It's called intradisc neutrosis. And our friend, Dr. Richard Rafferty at the Disc Institute of Pittsburgh is the guy who does it. It's revolutionary. It's non-surgical and it works 98% of the time. Are you a candidate? One way to find out, you need an MRI and you need to get a phone call going. 412-906-9600. PittsburghDiscInstitute.com. He'll help you get that MRI. Do it today. All right, when we come back, so the optics versus the reality. We all know the reality. And the reality is coming out in in very unlikely ways. The in-your-car self-reflective video the women you've got to hear who say what we all feel next on the wendy bell radio program so i saw something charlie kirk tweeted out earlier he's from turning point usa joe biden has now hired an impeachment war room inside the white house with dozens of lawyers and crisis communications flax to battle the House GOP's investigation into Hunter and Joe's multi-million dollar foreign influence peddling and bribery. Speaker McCarthy has signaled an impeachment inquiry vote on the House floor could get scheduled in September. Marjorie Taylor Greene has told him the House has the 218 votes to begin. Greg Kelly from Newsmax, I don't know if you saw this, he says there's a damning tape of Joe Biden that's going to be released to the public before Halloween that he describes as incontrovertible. Certainly seems plausible, Charlie writes, given Joe is prone to rhetorical flourishes. Momentum is growing. The evidence is already overwhelming, and the White House seems distracted, preoccupied, and increasingly panicked. Well, on the flip side of that continuum is reality for the rest of us he can panic all he wants to try to cover his own ass but here in realville where you and i the pawns in this sordid game it's forcing people into their cars to turn their phones around on them and hit record among them this woman mom of four in her car who drops truth that you need to hear because you'll understand go I walked out and sat in my truck and just cried. What the hell, Sam's Club? What the hell everywhere? How is anyone affording to eat right now? I mean, because we're struggling to have enough money to feed us for the whole month. I have four kids plus myself, and we struggle to put food on the table. 
I shouldn't be struggling. We make enough money that I shouldn't be struggling. Amen, sister. And how about this? This woman, a self-described independent. Listen, it's blistering. Go. So if you followed me for a while, you know that I never stick up for Trump. I'm an independent and I see things on both sides and I see the positive and negative. Here's the deal, though. When you are spending so much money, time and energy on trying to take somebody down, it makes me want to look at things differently. Trump is no longer the president, yet this current administration, pretty much majority of the time, blames everything on Trump even though they've been the current administration for two years. The fact that they're spending so much, again, time, money, and energy on trying to take him down, I'm starting to feel like maybe everything that he said was true. Like, I remember when he was first president, if you follow me, you know this, I was devastated, right? And he was saying things like, fake news. And I was like, what a douchebag, right? And he's talking about how much evil there was and how the MSN, the mainstream media and the liberals and Democrats were hiding from us and were actually doing some very sketchy, illegal, awful things. And I kept thinking, my God, what a, well, he's, he's lost his mind. But now when the left, the, the media, the liberals and Democrats are trying so hard to take him down and silence him, I'm like, hmm. Maybe he wasn't that crazy. Maybe he does have information and knowledge about things that they're doing. And that's why they're spending so much time, energy, and money on trying to take him down and silence him. Pretty much silence everybody who doesn't agree and toe the line. It makes me, and I hope a lot of other people, open their minds and their eyes and see what truly might be going on. I mean, at least pause, take a step back and think, could I be wrong? Could everything I've been told be wrong? And I think if you take some time and delve and do some research research that's not just given to you, like go and delve in and get more information from more than one resource, your eyes are going to be opened. Now I'm awake, not woke. It's uncomfortable to see the things and I get it, right? It might feel better not to know these things and believe these things, but it's dangerous if you don't see them and if you don't speak about them. By the time you do see them, it's going to be too late to speak about them and to fight back. Party of logic. Amen. An independent saying, wait a minute. What if I've been wrong and he has been right? And this is one of these stories that is bubbling up now, which we're going to talk about in hour number two, which is coming up next. Election fraud allegations in Mississippi, we don't talk about Mississippi. Beyond that, we don't talk about Hines, Mississippi, the most populous county in Mississippi. A Democrat blowing the whistle on fellow Democrats. The drip is turning into a trickle. Next, big on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Program.